Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 5, Episode 4, Strange Abductions. I'm flying up in a tractor beam. I'm addicted. Got these abducts. Abductors. Yeah. For them reductors. Got that tiny gut, you know. Ooh. Remember, like, I know they're probably still around. I just don't watch as much Ad TV. Rollers. But, like, yeah, like, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, there, every single year or maybe, like, season... There was a new fucking, like, revelatory ab-enhancing ab device. Like, it was like the tiger roller, and you rolled and did, like, planks and stuff. Or there was the ab chair yeah. that you just looked like a fucking retard, like, yeah. like wonging yourself whoa, whoa, around whoa, whoa. and stuff. Oh, that's our word. <laughs> yes, that is the, the R, R word. word. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> doing our, it! It's our word! Doing it! It's our word. I got one of those yeah. big, big fucking guts. And it's not one of those, just a high chair that the poor guys <laughs> just falls over, cracks her head open. <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, his last moments, he yeah. got very intelligent. Like a, All the blood finally, rushed. My, my brain's finally my own age. I'm going to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good he's dead. Oh, thank God he <laughs> knew the rage of a yeah. fully intelligent <laughs> man right before he died. Yeah. Uh, incel. <laughs> Ready to crank off at any moment. Mm-hmm. I am so pretty. <laughs> but yeah, there was the. Uh, I had one of these things until I moved into my wife's house like a year ago. Just sitting. Which was one of those things where it was, the, I think it was the ab crunch or something where you put it on your thighs and you like crunch oh, it yeah, down, down. You hold oh, it. Oh, God, that looks stupid. Front. And it like, from, from day, well, this was when I lived at home. So I had that thing. Well, for some reason, I just never threw it away and I had and it. It made every move. It had it for fucking over 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never worked. It just hurt your fucking thighs really bad. I know. Really that thing bad. just looks like a dumb pump or something. <laughs> right. And, like, it didn't... Like they say, you have to fo- use your abs to pull the things down, but it was, like, so intense, like, yeah. so tight. Like, you had Talk. to pull a little bit. Yeah, yeah there's no adjustments or anything. Right, yeah. There was no tension adjustment on yeah. there at all. Um, but, yeah, it was just like... And then it's it's weird that, like, that shit... It doesn't happen as much anymore because the internet and social media exist because more people are, like... Here's this study that shows that shit doesn't actually fucking work. And yeah, stuff, you know? I mean, well, I think that it just lives on Amazon now. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you just get targeted with these shit products or, like, on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, in these social medias. Right. Uh, Retard. Yeah. Or <laughs> seven-minute abs. Oh, yeah. Well, it's eight-minute abs <laughs> and then the classic. I got an idea. Seven-minute right. abs. <laughs> what if someone does six-minute abs? Right. No. No. <laughs> No, seven. Is that from seven something? little? Tw- yeah, was it from? Jesus Christ! Come on, Joey. Seven little trip mugs twirling on a branch, eating little chestnuts at my uncle's ranch. Was it Mr. Show? Yeah. Well, you step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. Okay. <laughs> Don't remember that at all. You're talking Gorgonzola oh. <laughs> when it's Bree time, baby. <laughs> it's Harlem Williams. Oh, from. There's something about Mary mm. as the grifter or the drifter murderer person. Now, I'm going to give you a confession here. Oh, God. I've seen that movie once, and it was on, like, TBS or something. <laughs> the worst. And I thought, 
what's all the hubbub about? Oh, you. But fucking I know, no. But I was never. Shit. I know. I'm not. I was never like anti. No, I've just never like sat down and watched like that's the normal, like the uncensored version. One of my favorite movies because and the best was and I think I brought this up on the show mm-hmm. was uh, Bliss Blinger and I. I think it was in eighth grade. There was a news like one or one of those extra or you know yeah, some yeah. stupid Hollywood movie, show. yeah. And they're like, if you like a movie about making fun of retards and cum jokes, right. then I guess this is for you. So we're, we're like, yes, let's yes. go see that. Uh, and saw it. And it was hilarious. And I've seen yep. it like a million. I've seen because it, it was rated R, right? Oh yeah, because yeah, that was like everyone credits Wedding Crashers for being like the rebirth of no, old school. No. Sorry, being the rebirth of the rated R movies, but. Yeah, that one was like 98 or something Yeah, like no, that. all those Fairly, or Farley, Farley, Farley Brothers, 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 yeah. Those were all like R-rated comedies. Right. Like Kingpin's one of my favorites as well. And that made, that was kind of Ben Stiller's big, big break, right? He was in stuff before, but like that made him a, like, as a rom-com guy and shit like that. He had a slew of fucking romantic yeah, comedies I mean, I think it was after that, too. After, yeah, I mean, it, it was early. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about the Ben Stiller show? Was like ninety three, ninety four. I mean, I have the DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Kind of funny. And there's some but funny it's also stuff. Terrible. But uh, that was like ninety three, ninety four. He then had like what one or two movies? He had like oh, he did Cable Guy. He directed Cable Guy. Oh right. Uh, and that was ninety six. And then yeah, like I think that was his big movie break was something about Mary. Um, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, it very well could have been. Cameron Diaz was still riding the mask train. Riding that green wave. Where it, in the mask, she looks so different. She's Very like curvy different. Yes. and voluptuous. Different. Because like, I remember seeing her in the commercial for something about Mary. I was like, that's that yeah. chick. Because I yeah, was like I obsessed never with her thought. in the yeah. mask. Yeah. Because it was so like, was whoa, she's like a blonde Jessica Rabbit or something. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, she just turned into like a little Super kid body skinny, skinny yeah. chick, you know. But, Especially yeah. when I saw that coming around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's when I jerked it. Right. <laughs> uh, <like laughs> oh, that little body of a child. That's what makes me sexually attracted. Yeah. Oh, I can't have comments like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the most insane thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how are you doing, Jim? I thought you were just gonna let that ride. Yeah, just, <laughs> oh God. Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, I uh, I missed you this weekend. You were gone. Uh, at a magic tournament, <laughs> watching your life do that sound <laughs> with every card that you put on. Hey, buddy. Hey. Okay, so I will say, so these fucking so magic I, the gathering. I was not, at a magic. Thing. Not a magic casting tournament. No, no, no. So I was in Vegas for the Star City Games, <laughs> the Magic the Gathering, Vegas Open. I didn't play in the main event, which was a team tournament. Isn't I Star just City where the Green Arrows from in the DC universe? Maybe yeah. Star City. I also think of LA, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's an East Coast. So. Oh. There's two main companies that run magic tournaments, Star City being one of them, but they're predominantly East Coast, so they rarely come out to the West Coast, so it wasn't like as big as like a channel fireball event. Hmm. But as all of our listeners know. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Uh so anyways, it it's it's you know, tons there's a main event and then there's a bunch of side events where you can play in tournaments. So I probably played in seven no. Five tournaments the whole weekend. Wow. Little four-round tournaments. Uh, but they're kind of like conventions, too, where there's dealers and artists and stuff. Yeah. But the best is there's always just weird interactions because it, it, this tournament was very much like what you would think a Magic the Gathering tournament yes. would look like with fucking just the <laughs> right. weirdest of weirdos. Do people cosplay at Magic the Gathering tournaments? Some t- at the bigger GPs, like the big, big events, right. uh, you'll see some of that. Someone did dress up. As Jace when he was on the pirate ship from Ixalong, which some people called what? the fuck boy Jace. Jace is a planeswalker. Jace oh. Bellerin. 
<laughs> I think that's the name, Belarus. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but it's just because it was like Vegas. So there's a lot of weirdos from Arizona, mm. Utah, uh, Vegas itself, the desert and dorks. California. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, so I'm walking around. So also at these magic tournaments, there's dude. So I'm six four. Yeah. There's dudes like as tall as me mm-hmm. or not six three and a half. Come on, <laughs> or taller, uh-huh. but just all wow. these like ogrey gangle fucks. Yeah. No, not gangly. Oh, just like, like big, big dudes. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, orcs, big horse orcs cocks. and ogres. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I walk by this one guy who's like kind of almost as tall as me, but like sort of looks like the beef guy from Hellraiser. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what's his uh, uh fuck? Is it pig? No, is it? Fat something. Cenobites. The hell. His name Let's sounds see. like a fat guy. Uh, 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 uh. The Scarlet Gospels. Um, I'll keep looking. Keep talking. So anyway, so he looks like this guy. He's inside with sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm walking by, uh-huh. and all I hear is, well, thankfully, I wasn't using my government name at the time. So that was what, <laughs> I was what? like, what the fuck what? are you talking about, you piece of shit? <laughs> Trying to be all, oh, I'm Mr. Hacker, nerd, crazy, weird guy. Butterball? Butterball. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like Butterball, uh-huh. but darker because <laughs> Butterball's very pale. There was a female Cenobite that wasn't ever yeah. named. With the neck open? Yeah, but yeah. they just called it female Cenobite. That's oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. There's Pinhead, female Cenobite, Butterball. Chatterer, Chatterer 2. Yeah. I thought it was Chatterbox. Mm. Um, the Doctor, Piston Head, Dreamer, and Camera Head. Ew, yeah. It's gross. Such a weird fucking thing. Kind of ancient alienish, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was like one of the funnier. Right. Just <laughs> I didn't use well, Thankfully, name. I wasn't under my government name at the, the time. Fuck? Okay. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck isn't, up. My government issued me. Isn't it weird that like. And maybe we're just fucking California dudes. I don't know. But, like, there is such a – it's kind of like the David Cross thing with the southern accent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not every nerd, but it's only nerds mm-hmm. that uh, have that <laughs> have that kind of talk. Like, yeah. But, like, it's more of the uh, – uh, yes. The, uh, it's like this very, like – It's a cadence it's, it's, and a and directness. It's, right. And it's, I, think, I think it's what they think intellectuals sound like because yeah. other nerds that they – Maybe now, respect or whatever. Or, yeah. yeah, that's like their only friends or what? that's their community, their peer group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They all talk like that. Because then you can always, you know, you can throw in the, the, the lispy water, like yeah. whatever. But they yeah. always have that same, like, weird, ex- like, overexcitement about things. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. which I guess that's the definition is that things that most people might be less confident to talk about to other people because it's counterculture or underground yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're overly excited about it, and so that's, like, off-putting to yeah, people. Yeah, because there's, know? like, some high-energy fuckers in that game that's right. like, dude, just calm the fuck down. Yeah. Then there's, like, the stonery guys. Then there's kind of, like, the metal slash gothy people. Right. Uh, just, like, full-blown spectrum people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <laughs> like a lot of the nerdy going on. Nerd. Some ticks, like, yeah. no eye contact. Because, like... Right. When you play a game, you're literally, I sit down against you yeah. and usually like shake your hand and say, hey, how's it going? Like, right. I'm whatever. And there's a lot of personal <laughs> direct <laughs> hey, I'm whatever. That's not my government name, no. but thank uh, God I'm not using that. <laughs> there's a lot of transgender people who are really not oh, very boy. female looking. Oh, very early transition or, <laughs> yeah, or let's say just, a low income transition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. Because uh, they're spending all their money on magic. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> So it's like I'm never horny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's extra. You horny. said you said it's very rare that like 
there's an an actual attractive girl, and I, even rare the unicorn is like the attractive ones that actually play, right? Yeah. So there were probably two or three mm-hmm. pretty hot chicks that were playing. Now they also are almost always married right. or They're with a, a couple dude or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've yet to see because we all know that women aren't capable of being into like interesting hobbies unless their uh, male partners their are is. right. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. No, I mean I'm sure that I no I. So we're obviously joking, yeah. Uh, here, so uh, come on, don't come after yeah, us, feminazis. Okay, that's like a nerdy, a nerdy Rush Limbaugh. Lord. Yeah, gay freaking bitches. Some cabins, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you stupid sluts coming after us. <laughs> that's apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sluts coming after us. Okay, just chill out. Yeah, okay, mellow it, mellow it. Uh, and there probably were guys with that. That kind of voice. Oh, there's yeah. Oh, yeah. There's sure. like the, there's the milky, gooey like yeah. ones and like and it's weird too because like super like uber nerds have the capability of having voices that should be in another weighted person's body, but like yeah. so like either a skinny person with a really fat yeah, guy was yeah. like really like yeah. globby and whatever, and then the other ones like fat guys that uh, talk like this, so they have little weird so weird voices like this, and it's like they're giant heads with a little tiny. Yeah. There was a couple Vocal like no neck men. Right. There was one guy who was a squatty fat guy and he was a judge. I'm gonna go back from the mic so just to do his. Okay. Oh God! <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh no! We've got our games today. Oh. This is Magic <laughs> uh, Modern Four O'clock. We're gonna be doing some things. <laughs> it's oh, like, God. and I was just to my buddy. I was like, "Now that's a wholesome, a different color." Yeah, I was like. Not no way. You're not also no. a judge. Can we kill this person? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> this is fucking insane. Oh yeah, uh, was your friend Throb a judge at this one? Throb was not judging. He was playing a Throbert. Actually, <laughs> I prefer yeah. Throbert. I prefer Dick Throbert. <laughs> Richard Throbert, <laughs> the third of the Throbert Esquire. <laughs> oh, we're from Cremulantin. <laughs> Sounds a little oh, alien. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, we're in the Bowl Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the Swollen River. Wonderful, wonderful. River Tainterins. <laughs> we're actually a bit sounded by the Seaman Shoals. Oh, I summer. We like to take a nice dip in there. Viscous rivers there. And streams, of course. Uh, when the winter uh, hardens up yeah. and uh, gets quite thick. <laughs> Very good for the constitution. <laughs> 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 Keeps a man uh, deep of breath and uh, free of ailments and such. <laughs> 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 I'm fucking drowning the yeah, river of cum every weekend. Give me again. menstrual yeah. blood. <laughs> and then this is insane homeless yeah. guys. <laughs> Just wiping cum all over themselves, about to get in a fight. Yeah, just <laughs> humping with the biggest heart on into a dumpster's corner, just like. <sighs> yeah, and then some girl walks in and goes, "Did he say he summers in the seaman yeah. shores?" <laughs> it does sound good for the Constitution, I guess. Uh, I'll have what he's having. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take the next one. <laughs> uh, so no, Robert was not uh, playing. Or no, he was not judging. judging. He was playing. Uh, oh, but he, he was not... still judging. <laughs> he did not do as good as I did, though. Whoa. Are you I a went... better player than him? Or No, he's just he's different. a good player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're both competitive players. He's a smell drowsy. I'm yeah. an L drowsy. <laughs> uh, well, 
a La Drazi instead right. of an yes. Eldrazi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's when a girl is into yeah, Eldrazi's, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he, 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 no, he's a good player, yeah. uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't tend to like place all. I've definitely placed wow. better than him at a lot of tournaments, mm-hmm. but he's he's like deep in it, knows everything. Yeah, is he? Do you think he's like less risk taking than risk? Uh, he's more I think risk it's averse just than you. Different or? style of play that yeah. maybe doesn't pan out in competitive sets. Mm-hmm. I was also telling him not to sound like an asshole, but I've competed a lot. I've done wrestling. Mm-hmm. I've done football. Right. I've done these like things that you have to train. Yeah. for on many levels. Right. Where you, you can take that into magical, sociological, yeah. sexological, yes, uh, yeah. erotical, <laughs> musculological, yes, uh, article, uh, gapological. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, anyways, there's like a pretty hardcore competitive right. player out there that, uh, you know, there's full on pros and right. make money. Obviously, I'm not at that level, but. Yeah, I think he just struggles a little bit when it comes to like right. money on the line tournaments. Yeah. I think he maybe just doesn't yeah have the mindset as hardcore. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Competitiveness like spans. It really like being competitive is partly about in anything is simply about confidence, right? Yeah. And so if like you're intimidated just by the fact that people are watching you, right? As opposed to like like you've always been someone's like I don't fucking care. Like yeah. I'm just doing my thing here. You know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, cause like we're both big super, I mean, we still are like big yeah. super nerds, but like you were like the opposite of me where you were like way into sports and jock stuff and whatever too, but you still hung out with, and like s- the kids on like wrestling were all nerds mm-hmm. too at your right, school. Right, you know? right, right, right. Um, where it's very different at my school yeah. in general, yeah. but, uh, uh, they were all gay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, not to me. Right. <laughs> um, did uh, I was gonna? Well, what the fuck was I gonna ask before? Oh, how many hours total did you play Magic this weekend? Uh, so I played in two four round tournaments the first day, starting at eleven, finishing at six thirty. Okay, uh, and what, then eight ish hours or like seven. Yeah, with, with some break. gaps in between yeah. and stuff. Uh, and then Sunday, I went hardcore. Mm-hmm. I played in three tournaments. So I played in a 10 o'clock, then uh, basically dropped out the fourth round because you split the prizes at the right. end instead of playing it out. And then I played in the 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I did the same thing and then played in the 4 o'clock. Got it. And then was out of there at 7.30. So that was a 10 wow. to 7.30 day with breaks in between rounds, but right. not like an ever like an wow. hour break or anything. And so you said was, nothing on Friday? Yeah, usually there is, but for some reason this one was only Saturday, Sunday, so. But that was driving to Vegas Friday, and then so, so Sunday I finished at seven thirty. Right, we were on the road by. So this eight. is like fourteen hours of cards of playing Magic, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I got six hundred ticks for winning all the games I did. Tickets me, ticks me, tickets. Yeah, because then you go to the prize wall. So I basically right. won almost two boxes of Magic cards. Spare. Right. So it's like Dave and Buster's one hundred and sixty dollars. Whoever is playing the same game. Yeah, and then you claim tickets, correct? Or Chuck E. Cheese's, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, and this isn't like giving. This isn't giving shit. Like I, I could not in my entire life. You you would have to pay me a lot of money, like a lot, to sit and play fourteen hours of cards of any card game. Like I, but you play other games, right? Right, right. And so, like, but for like something about card games, so to to an extent, board games. Because I played like D and D and shit too. Yeah. 
Uh, but that's not the same thing. But uh, but no, like for something with card games, like and now in the past, I don't know, ten years or so, mm-hmm. card games have infiltrated video games because oh, like yeah. and, and like I cause, and, and I know and shit. I know I'm in the minority. Well, no, I'm saying like even in single in player games, games yeah. <laughs> there's always like I'm playing Red Dead Redemption Two right now, and luckily they don't beat you over the head with it, but. You can play poker at any fucking yeah. town, and there's, like, poker missions. And, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, I want to fucking kill myself. Like, don't waste my fucking time. Or, like, there's dominoes, too, that you can mm, play. And I'm like, mm. Jesus Christ, dude. Like, am I really playing this to play that? I'd ra- That's what I'd rather just play with real people. Right, right, right. At that point. But people fucking love that shit. Like, the Witcher series has that the game, that Gwent game, mm, which it became, mm-hmm. it's, like, big online. It was huge in the game. Many, many quests and things based. And I'm like, God, fucking kill. This is Didn't, so fucking uh, boring. Knights like, of the Old Republic have that, too. I remember yeah, you could play like some that. weird games mm-hmm. as the scoundrel yeah. and something. Even, like, and these are, like, like Western games. Like, yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah, games yeah. were even worse, like, because they're so into gambling and this and, and arcades and all that. Life. Yeah. Like, Final Fantasy VII, the classic game, had fucking... <sighs> The Golden Saucer, where it was a fucking... You know, speaking of aliens. Yeah. Uh, where it was just, like... Play virtual snowboarding, and I'm like, mm. oh my god, the and game just, within the game, right? And I'm just like, fuck, like, yeah. but it's just such a, it's a weird concept to me. It's very weird, where because most of these games are great games too. It's like, so it's just a bonus, and you know, it's not mm. required to mm-hmm. fucking do anything. But like, it's almost like the developers are saying that this game is will get boring, and you'll want a break. By playing another game in it without turning it off, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, and I get it's like a variety thing, but it's mm-hmm. like these these card games in like the Final Fantasy series or Gwent, you could play those for dozens and dozens of hours just by themselves, which right. I guess is great if you like that. But yeah. I don't know. But well, like, I also feel like it's a way to like make it an even more immersive, sure. virtual world right, because right. like now I'm playing as this person in this fake world, Whoa. and this is all that you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I just so, want to yeah. fight, kill. Yeah. And get the girl. That's all I care about. Um, glad you had fun, though. You had some yeah. good food, too, right? You went to that Cleaver oh, yeah. place. That Cleaver Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Super delicious. Did you go back to Thai? What no, a Lotus, Thai Lo- Lotus of Siam. Uh, no, uh, Saturday we did Hash House of Go-Go, where mm-hmm. I got breakfast oh, nice. instead. The Fried Chicken Benedict. Oh, Very so delicious. Has it lost quality all over the years or the same? No, it's still great. Same stuff. You know, maybe going in the at night for dinner is like slightly different, yeah. but overall still very delicious. Because most of the time you're going, even if you're not super, but just kind of like tired, hungover, either on your way out or you're kind of just tanking up in the morning for mm-hmm. a long day of parody. <laughs> well, this was at night. Yeah. And, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's different if you're having it for dinner because I've only right. been there in the morning, yeah, like yeah. brunch time. And or it's something. nice at night because you just walk right in. Right. Where yeah. breakfast Because it is such a breakfast like place. fucking packed. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, leaving. I think I had a two-hour wait once yeah. when I was there with yeah. uh, my wife. Yeah, you definitely don't go hungry in the morning. Right. <laughs> and um, going out, we stopped at South Point and went to mm-hmm. Steak and Shake. Oh, right, right, right. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> because of what you ate there or because yeah, of what you no, previously just, ate? Uh, no, just eating yeah. the burgers. Yeah. But we did make it. So we left at 9 and I got home at 1. Sorry, guys. Steak and Shake, while good, is not a better value than in and out. Uh... I don't know. Oh, wait. Steak and Shake's different than Shake Shack. Shake Shack. That's the I'm more expensive gonna... one. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. No. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. <laughs> don't mind if I hey, do. <laughs> get their corn on the cob, huh? Yeah, Steak and Shake I've been to. I was going to say, it is the one in Vic- The one in Victorville. Sorry. Yeah. And I don't know what the cost is there, but the one in Vegas, no, it was like 
I was confusing it with Shake Shack, which is like twenty bucks a combo. Yeah, yeah. Like cheese fries and and a burger and a drink and and Shake Shack. Was that right? Did I say that right? Um, I didn't like. I went to it. Right. Not very good. Yeah. I was. It was just and people. That's just like the one where everyone's like that and Five Guys, I guess. But like, yeah. And I get the argument for Five Guys, like being whatever. But I'm just yeah. Yeah, it's not that great. Steak and Shake, I thought was pretty good. Sarah and I had it. Harris had it on uh, the way home from Mammoth. Um, With that mammoth money, huh? Yes. <laughs> a big pile in the back. We had just enough. Yeah. But, no, yeah, it was super cheap. It was like a rally. It was. I found it very comparable it to like Rally Burger. Bucks or something. Like where it was kind way of, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Rally Burger can be Because I shitty. hate Rally Burger. Oh, really? It's okay. I don't like it at all. Tell That's me about the beef. beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my one friend's dad. Yeah. Uh, many years ago, it was in D.C., mm-hmm. and when it was much shittier than it is now. Right. As one of the, he's technically half Native American, but right. just looks like a white guy, and he yeah. acts like it. Uh, but I guess they were at the rallies, and he went up to talk to the person, and he's like, "And the person I don't know, was African American, I right? think, yeah, yeah." And they're in a very dark, you know, area. <laughs> uh, uh, and he just went, and he's all, "So, uh, what's good here? Tell me, uh, what's up with the Buford? Tell me about, tell me how much with the Buford." <laughs> And Berlin is just in shock. His like, son, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? <laughs> Don't be like trying to be like them yeah, like or something. Talking but... jive, y'all. Oh, but in coming Vegas... off like Foghorn Lego or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah. about a beautiful <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Vegas, so I did do some gambling, and Throb sat next to me mm-hmm. and gambled. And these two dudes, he... Throb's like, I haven't ever seen or heard anyone like that oh. in real life. Oh. The only time I've heard people speak like that is the boondocks. Oh, wow. It was a a, a black dude and I think his dad. It was some el- more elderly <laughs> right, guy. Right. And the other guy was like, oh, man, what the fuck? And he had, like, the gold ch- oh. like, fingers, but then, like, the kind of track jacket with the beanie, like, right, flopped right. up. And the, the younger dude was, like, yeah. in a leather jacket. He's like, yeah, I can make it all yeah. point. But The classic but, barbershop crew. Yeah. yeah. But these guys were gambling, like, Hundred dollar hands. Oh yeah, where I was doing ten. Well, that was the nick- his nickname. Hundred dollar hands. Yeah, yeah. And my son oh, Cino. Come on, man. I'm getting tired. Oh man, tired now. Was he saying man or was he saying something else? Uh, both. Because <laughs> uh, Rob also said I've never heard oh. it said that way before. <laughs> I think it's I tough. fell in love. Yeah. Oh, then I went from throbbing to hard. Yeah. Uh, Such confidence. <laughs> they. So I did. I, in all honesty, there was this kind of trashy-looking white girl next to them, and mm. I thought they were maybe pimps, and that was a oh. <laughs> But then she just was some chick from England. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. Yeah. And they yeah, were trying to buy her shots and stuff, then uh, she went and hung out with her boyfriend. Yeah, a lot of the, like, <laughs> it's it's so funny, like, the, uh, be like, go to the UK, or when you start noticing, like, British people and stuff, some of... Mm. Very beautiful women, but also, like, they get, they they look like They're what we is, see yeah. as, well, just like the way they're feeling. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, they, like, a lot of them end up looking like we think of as white trash Southerners in America. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. because they were just less mixed as they came over from England and Germany and whatever, too. Yeah. It's really interesting. But. Yeah. No, she looked, she was, like, very pacey, had this weird tube top thing and her hair, like, up. Ponytail yeah. from the top, real chavy. <coughs> right. It just looked, yeah, it looked like someone from the south. Yes, queen, but I have to yeah. say, yes, my liege, yeah. <laughs> yes, the oh. real queen. <laughs> of course, the family. <laughs> yes, anything you want. Oh, I see you're with my friend, hundred hand fingers, or what did I just say? Hundred dollar bill or hundred dollar? Yeah, hundred dollar bill, y'all. Hundred dollar hand. <laughs> and, uh, 
if you guys do well and finish up here, you can come with me to the Cum Rivers for summer. It is good for the, <laughs> the semen troll. <laughs> On the banks yeah. of the semen troll. Uh, <laughs> the Cum Rivers. <laughs> like mine was any less literal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just say Cum Rivers. Yeah, you gotta keep on, it going. Go, go say back. something more metaphorical like semen shorts. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Viagra Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Um, now speaking of transportation, Viagra. <laughs> uh, there's some sexy time mention on this episode of Strange Abductions. Oh yes, yeah. um, what's his face gets real horned up. Uh, now who's that? Uh, you must say they would oh, come in and that's get right, the yeah. attractive women yes. or the uh, <laughs> nice looking <laughs> girls. Sometimes nice looking guys, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Girl. that, but uh, Yo, everybody has an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they we go into like uh, physical abductions, sexual abductions, mm-hmm. psychic abductions, interdimensional abductions, and subductions, and also ma- yeah, uh, yeah sub uh, sub aquan what that's <laughs> submarine yeah well no like what's uh yeah submarine under the ocean yeah under the sea submerged I don't know yeah. uh, <laughs> feel like an idiot and then um, underwater mass abductions. And my ass abduction. Yeah. And my thick mass <laughs> abduction. Oh, and before I forget, speaking of mass, uh, shout out to our loyal listener, Bobby Darcy. Bobby Darcy from Boston, uh, who had a birthday on the 13th, I think he said. Oh, he, I thought it, you were saying 13th coming up, so he, it was in the past. No, he said it was a little in the past, but uh, happy birthday, Bobby son. Yeah. Uh, that's Mr. Bobby in Japanese. <laughs> um, piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we start off this episode talking about just abductions in general, and one of the most famous abduction stories, Fire in the Sky, based on the, not based on the 90s movie, but the, the 90s movie was based off the book mm-hmm. that uh, Travis Walton wrote. Um, yes. He's on the show here, and I remember, I feel like when I watched this show originally, I was like, he doesn't seem traumatized enough. Now... It happened in 1975, supposedly, mm-hmm. allegedly. Mm-hmm. But he just seems like almost a professor on the subject, and yeah. I just don't know if you, if something as horrific as what happens in that book and that movie, because like, yeah. he's he's this forest ranger guy he's with five other ranger guys. He goes out to, um, they're in this national park area in Arizona, 1975, and this big fucking silver disc that's spinning around comes down in front of their truck. They get out. They run towards it. He uh, is looking up underneath it. This fucking huge light zaps him and literally, like, he says it feel, felt like electricity, but, like, tendrils around my body, like, pulling me up or whatever. And he just, it blasts, a blast of light happened. He he was gone. And then he woke up on a table, couldn't, was paralyzed, couldn't move. Uh, and then, uh-oh, is this going to be a sixer? Three, four, five. Oh, just a fiver. All right. Cinco. Um, trying to stay off air with that. Moment. That's fine. Um, but uh, and then he and the classic like vision of like him paralyzed with the uh, uh, oh sneeze and drives my lips oh, out in my Vaseline. Oh, that's a good beer. Yeah. <laughs> with the the classic vision of like all the greys kind of style aliens mm-hmm, standing mm-hmm. around him. He's like, oh, they look so inhuman, and it was like they were yeah. human but not human, and it was terrifying. I feel like this birthed a lot of the probing jokes, right? 
Yes, exactly. Because right after this, because you know? if you watch that movie, which that movie's hard to watch, like that, I remember being scared as shit as a yeah. kid, and I don't know if I've ever actually watched it or yeah. watched all of it. I watched most of it on like TBS or something, so I don't mm-hmm. know if I've missed things. But even the basic version was rough to watch because even just the trailer for it, I remember that being the most scared that like wasn't ghosts or right, something right, in my right, life right. is the scene in the trailer because the trailer ends with his eye being yeah. his eyeball being fucking pried Drilled, open. Yeah. And then a, a a syringe drill coming at him, and he's just right, screaming, right. and it just goes fire. This guy, <laughs> fucking crazy, yeah, like because yeah. they're they're doing all these these experiments, and uh, he disappears for five days, <clears throat> and is found uh, in a town or something, or wakes yeah. up in a town. We found out that's not technically true. There's an article that I I have that debunks some yeah. of this stuff. He but... tec- didn't he go on a PNP bender? Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that well, was that was like a magazine based Craigslist. That was yeah, just a personal yeah. magazine. Mm-hmm. So you had to hope that that month they were still up for that yeah, shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, or they hadn't changed their number. Yeah, PMP being party and play, right? Uh, which in the gay community means do meth and have right. raw sex, right? Because you're all amped up and jazzed yeah. up off that tasty that, meth. Yep, and that's how AIDS is spread, right? And that's not a homophobic thing. It is well accepted in the gay right. community yes. as a scary thing, right? Yeah, because I'm sure like normal gay guys are like, and that's the guys like, hey, you want to party? And they're like, well, they're they know that means, PNP, right? Which then, is raw fucking. Do you have a PNP? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and I'm because then I'm sure there's like fucking needles or this involved or all sorts of nasty shit. Um, but yeah, Travis Walton is on and he's talking about just, but he just seems like a fucking normal dude, kind of like it's. A, yeah. Oh yeah, it was a terrifying experience. And, da, 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 and again, it's been not traumatized. The time of the, the time of this filming, it's, it was 2012, right? And that was 1975. So that's right. like 370 years or something yeah. like that. But but uh, oh, fire in the sky knows me just fucking some guy. Right, <laughs> actually, it was supposed to be. I fired in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we fired in the sky. Blew right up into the trees there. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, but ancient aliens says on this episode that Reacher should say that Travis Walton's case is one of the most credible abduction stories in history. Yeah. And lo and behold, it, it's funny that then all other abduction stories start becoming even similar to his abduction story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. They don't mention it here, but I, I can't remember. Um, because I think he says he remembers seeing a woman on the table or something too. I could be totally wrong, yeah. but. I believe, like, a lot of the hybridization, like, sexual implantation stuff came from him as well. Because mm-hmm. he wrote the very famous book that the, the movie yeah, is based yeah. on. And I think the book is just called the, the Travis Walton Abduction Story or something yeah, like yeah. that. But um, uh, Coppins comes on, and this is really the theme of the whole episode. And he basically says that, you know, <laughs> old, old uh, abductions throughout the centuries and modern abductions like, like Travis Walton's are, are one and the same, really. So, um they go into Project Blue Book being canceled, which we've mentioned this many times before. 1969, it was uh, completely canceled, but it was, for quite a time, a government project that was specifically officially collecting UFO and abduction and all UFO-related reports from citizens. And there was a guy named J. Allen Hynek. Uh, this was the only really interesting thing in the entire episode, like, in terms of a factoid was that J. Allen Hynek was the guy that created the, the, the rating system for Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. So Close Encounters of the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth kind. Yeah. And they define him here. <clears throat> um, he's famous because, not only because he was heading up a lot of the investigations, but after it closed, he, like, desperately collected a bunch of what he felt were the most credible ones because he didn't want them to get, like, destroyed or put in a fucking Indiana Jones vault or something. Yeah. And... Uh, the first close encounter, uh, the, sorry, the close encounter of the first kind is 
considered witnessing a UFO within 500 feet visually. The second kind is witnessing a UFO uh, and, ha- and seeing the physical evidence it might have left, like scorch marks or metal or whatever. The third kind is the most fam- famous kind, which is when you actually see living beings uh, in, in the craft, around the craft, or associated with the craft. Um, Ken Storch is back. He looks like Will Forte in all the mm-hmm. Tim and Eric sketches. <laughs> uh, again, he was just like a former airman and then like a military police guy. And he describes the fourth uh, kind, which is being taken aboard and experimented on. So like yeah. Travis Walton would be a fourth, uh, uh, close encounter of the fourth kind. And then fifth is the ultimate, which is where you're, you're probably, probably abducted and, and experimented on, but also sharing a telekinetic connection with the aliens. So actually being able to psychically speak or receive messages or data or something from mm-hmm. aliens. <clears throat> uh, Linda Magliaco is a, is the folklorist from UC Northridge. I think she's starting to come on and talk a little more about like, as if she's one of the guys on mm-hmm. the show, like not the gender, but just like one of the ancient astronaut theorist guys. Yeah. Whereas before mm-hmm. she was kind of like Richard Rader or Michael Denon, who just are kind of objective. Like Richard Rader is a classics professor. Michael Denon's a physicist and they never really talk about, the actual ancient alien stuff they just provide credible facts which then you could we like we always argue that the editors and the crew might use to help prove or add credence or clout to yeah the international theory theorists so uh but she comes on to talk about how uh abductions are very scary throughout history and i'm like great that's like your most pointless contribution ever i yeah. don't know why they put that in linda howe uh linda moulton howe the class the plastic surgery queen is pretty much just on to sound worried and ask like, uh, why? Why are these abductions happening? Why do they keep happening like this? And Where very concerned. She literally has tears in her eyes. It's very weird uh, and and dramatic. Uh, and oh, she I had some jalapeno <laughs> for lunch, and it's still in my nail. Well, don't rub it in your eyes. Well, that. you know that's what mommy wants, and she needs a little bit of pain. I'm just gonna frig myself up and just you know flick my bean with the jalapeno nail. And then and I'm that's, pay that's what price. I call flicking my refried bean. Yeah. <laughs> you want it spicy style? <laughs> mm, who wants some shredded beef style for lunch, huh? The classic dish <laughs> at a Mexican restaurant. Served shredded beef style. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, my brother said that once. He's like, ooh, she didn't do it shredded beef style. <laughs> I think just means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> was he talking about food? No, I just oh. I, I, it was just nothing. It was just. Beef oh, style. yeah, I did a shredded beef style. <laughs> that Big Lee Chew is a shredded beef style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I took a, a big shit. Oh, what kind? Oh, shredded beef style. <laughs> but it actually makes a lot of sense. Well, that's for that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. if you take it to right. no nonsense land. Um, Next to the cum shoals. <laughs> Seaman shoals. Cum river. Above. Yeah. Good for the uh, constitution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she's pretty much just on this show... To more eloquently state what, like, people that are watching and want to be believers, I think, are thinking. Like, she's always just like, I mean, how can you explain all this? And Mm -hmm. she has that desperation in her voice. And she's like, whatever they say, she's an investigative journalist or something. But she has this desperation. But, like, she's one of those people that probably will fancy herself, oh, I'm an empath. I can really just pick up on people's, like, whatever. I can really see through their energy and know when they're, you know. Shit like that. Fucking around. She's also, I I put this note later, it doesn't matter, though, like, she looks the same, but in this episode, I don't know what it is. fuck. She looks like a a skull. Like, yeah, yeah, she literally, like. She looks like like, David Lopin in the human form. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sunken fucking, sunken eyes. Just the, the, 
the highest of cheekbones. Uh, that was my foot. Oh. Uh, the highest of cheekbones and just like the yeah, her eyes are skin. yes, her eyes are like red rimmed and all that stuff. And but I guess yeah. it's from the jalapeno. The moliest of marks, right? And just yeah, she looks she looks rough, but but she just she has like youthful energy, I guess. But she's right. just like ugh, it's intense. She's um, a succubus. Yes. Oh, there you go. Um, excuse me, I swallowed some snot in my <laughs> nose. Oh, we can go down to uh, <laughs> snot shores. <laughs> Uh, to the Rim River. <laughs> um, play in the booger bushes. <laughs> I love that we've never said that word on the show. And then tonight we were eating dinner and a football game was on yeah. and some, what's it, a commentator's uh, name is yeah, booger, booger or something? Yeah. Is it ESPN? Uh, yeah, it was Monday Night Football. Yeah. So yeah, I think ESPN, whatever pro shit. Booger. <laughs> um, but yeah. They then like quickly throw in the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and mm-hmm. we've talked about this a billion times before, but they contain, among other things, the Book of Enoch, which is like considered a lost book or a rejected um, Yeah. I mean, the Dead Sea Scrolls are the rejected parts of the Bible from the Council of Nicaea in the 6th century AD. So it's all the stuff that was too didn't really fit the narrative that they right. wanted to keep in the Bible. So we went to burn them. Right. And... and uh, Von, as Von Daniken says, like these, he's like, oh, and Enoch is the only one that speaks in the first person. Like, I flew in the sky. I was taken by the angels and, like, all that shit, which is kind of interesting, too. It's a little fun mm-hmm. little factoid. Um, and like I've said before, but if it's, your, like, your first time listening, Enoch was kind of like uh, Moses, Noah, and Jesus kind of all mixed into one. Like, mm-hmm. he was, a, like, very important to, like, the angels. Like, the, it's a big archangel story where the archangels almost are, like, the pantheon of Greek or Roman gods. Yeah. They have different powers and shit, and they come and take him away on a journey across the sky to let him see everything, which literally is a theme of almost everyone they mention in this episode from from ancient times, mm-hmm. is that the aliens, you know, took them around, on the, and it's like, and, and let them see the whole world very quickly, and it's like, yeah. that just goes to me with the theme of that flight is impossible for humans, and they desperately want to see what the world looks like right, or other right, parts right. of it or because you see the same fucking five square miles your whole life back then that was like most people like maybe you wanted to see other shit or if life mm-hmm, was hard mm-hmm. you wanted to go somewhere else or yeah and you couldn't or something felt trapped so um it's just an interesting thing that all of you know the ult- the ultimate sense of freedom is looking at birds and angels right. and so flying through the air because it's the one power we don't have so um yeah but then as i think as we <laughs> as we talked about uh uh, I'm growing some chicken wings. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> now they're just taped there. <laughs> well, someday. Well, they are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we do. I'm grafting right. them on. Right. No, you just hocked a loogie on it, slapped right. it there, and then used duct tape. Yeah. And that was two weeks ago. Right. I see maggots crawling out of it. <laughs> I was oh, going to say yes, the opposite. I was going to say, you barely even stick them before you're too hungry and you fucking yeah. eat them off your back and then you just keep sticking one on there. Well, to each their own. <laughs> At least I appreciate yeah. my genius. <laughs> Every bite. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Enoch is... Um, I can see why they kicked him out. Again, he's a very, very, very important figure. Like, you'd think that if he was kept in, they'd have to explain, like, why isn't he a saint? Why isn't mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, have some bigger role in everything? Because basically he learns everything about the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think... God is dead. Right. <laughs> Uh, I guess the angels are taking over something like that. Yes. Not in the World Series, am I right? Uh, Not since 97 or yeah. something. With uh, Tim Salmon. Was that one of him? One of them? Uh, he's a caricature. Right. I think, uh, yeah, I think he plays now. Mike Trout. Who's no. that? Who was that guy? No, maybe the... Mike Trout's now and Tim Salmon was in the past. Who's that guy in the angels that had the strong hand? 
They used to pitch, and he had one hand, but he had, like, his good hand would pitch. Nolan and Ryan? He, and he'd hold his... No. <laughs> no, he actually had like a messed up hand when oh, he was born yeah. with a weird hand. Yeah. And he would just hold his glove like this, but he'd pitch with his right yeah, hand or something. the penguin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got them flipper hands. My curveball could be gushing blood. <laughs> uh, they say his mother was a seal. <laughs> but born of truth. But in that movie, Batman Returns, yes. his mother was... So it was Simone Ooh. from Pee-wee's Big Adventure and then Paul Rubens, who is Pee-wee. Yes, yes. Um, the classic just Tim But isn't Paul Rubens also the penguin now on that uh, show? No. Does he play? He looks like, he looks like that guy. Does he's a much he, younger actor I thought, on Gotham. Or, yeah. Is it his dad? I feel like he's in that show, though. He might have been. He might have guest starred or something. Asked I don't know. Something yeah. my, my parents are all in that show. I was very disappointed when I thought that every ep- it was going to be a, sh- like a cooking show where every episode was about a ham dish that said, got mm-hmm. ham, mm-hmm. Uh, taken off in the got milk campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was going to be how pork and pork products are made, you know, maybe a splash of bacon here right. or there, mm-hmm. and we would learn why we don't exactly always drink pig's milk, even though we should be. Right. Why is that? Because it is the swiniest of hawks, mm. and it will literally turn you into a salt fiend, oh. and you will get crave. <laughs> Nothing but a creamy, thick substance like it, and you will seek out only that. So pig milk turns you gay. <laughs> turns you into whatever you want to be, baby. <laughs> but, you're you gonna wanna, drink... but you're going to want to drink male cum. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your own cum. Whatever that means, whatever you yeah. want to define that. <laughs> hey, we aren't judges here, okay? You identify as how you neither was Neither was Throb. Nope. He blew it. Um, but yeah, uh, Sooks comes on. Sooks has really... Sooks is just here to... The, uh, kind of this whole season in season four, he's just here to reinforce like the basic tenet of ancient astronaut yeah. theory, which and is, he looks fucked up in this yeah. episode too. He has like beard Sunk dye in, in his hair, yeah. yeah, beard dye under his eyes. Yeah, it's like he tried to go like Egyptian looking or yeah. something yeah. and do like eyeliner, but he just used extra drops yeah. from his <laughs> fucking hair. Yeah, smeared up. It's extra like chocolate brown his hair, like super mm-hmm. dark at the base, especially yeah, very feathered. Looks like a fresh. It looks like he's wearing a wig almost of yeah. his own hair, but. Um, but yeah, he's, we get our first Sukler here and he says, uh, they, and he's in regards to Enoch, he says, they were not angels. They were not gods. They were flesh and blood extraterrestrials. Our ancestors thought it was magic, but it was nothing else than misunderstood technology. And that, that is ancient astronaut theory in a nutshell, that, that anything that ev- anyone ever thought was divine were all advanced aliens. And they thought the, ma- the the science was so advanced they thought it was magic. So. Yeah, the typical shit. Right. Um, we move on to the next thing, which is kind of the different types of like alien control, but they don't really go into that after that. Like, is they, they end the segment going like, "What about if they're trying to control our minds and future and whatever?" I don't want to yeah. talk about that. Synapses. Right. <laughs> um, the, uh, we we go back to Moses, which we just talked about in Prophets and Prophecies. Uh, either last episode or the one before that, I think it was the yeah. last episode. Um, they focused on kind of the time laws and how his appearance changed when he came yeah, down from really Mount Sinai. They said his like skin was glowing, and that was pretty much all they said that most had to cover up. But maybe he was just pregnant. Well, I was at Mount Sinai, and they did some great work up there. I mean, that some hospital facials. is just fucking nuts. Uh, that that uh, laser derm abrasion, you know? Yeah, and... Uh, you know, they just really pulled back the flesh on my face right. and, uh, you know, gave me some gentile Scra- hair. They scraped it out. They put some ginseng oil underneath yeah. there. You know, you know. Sunyi was very <laughs> was very happy with that. Yeah, they rubbed a uh, tiger bomb all over my cock uh, and just pulled the skin back and chopped it off. So we should all chop off skin right. 
from the tips of our wieners. Uh, and that's why I'm not guilty anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> 30 ye- years after marrying my daughter, I yeah. cut off my dick. <laughs> and now <laughs> and now I can't, uh, you know, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, and, I can't uh, fuck her anymore. You know, Sungi turned it into a nice tea. She ground it up right. and powdered it. And, right. uh, and, and oddly enough, that was yeah. perfect for making Chinese men yeah. extra hard and yeah. virile. Yeah. And I watched <laughs> them fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I am the tiger. Yeah. There can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not me all the time. <laughs> the Thailand. Yeah. Huh? Oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so neat. Oh, God. Yeah. I uh, love the kickbox now. Yeah, yeah the T H A I G E R, the tiger. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into the kickboxing, yeah. throwing bows and knees and yeah. shit, you know. You know, playing Wrecking shots. Making uh, dust fall from the right, ceiling. Yes. <laughs> Kicking pillars and I t- shattered my shin yeah. the first time and now I can't walk. I have no dick. And, <laughs> and soon Yi is, is fucking this guy yeah. with a big ponytail yeah. I, he, who, raped yeah. a girl, yeah. who raped Van Damme's girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, Tom, you're a nice guy, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take it easy on the poor girl. <laughs> Save some of that box for daddy because... <laughs> Save it for the pork girl. (laughs) Now don't drink the milk. (laughs) Too late. I'm already addicted to (laughs) cum. Yeah, I can't come now. Just I literally believed you for a second, like like you'd seen some documentary on pig's milk and why we don't drink pig's milk. I'm that's I'm always curious. (laughs) Yeah, because you were seriously like, oh, and why? Right. I'm like, all right, I'm just kidding. Because you, you always have factoids about yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, why don't we drink yeah. pig's milk? It's a question. There's we need a fucking to ask. billion of them. Yeah. And they all suckle. Yeah. They get they fucking all, huge. They have udders like cows and shit oh, for their yeah. babies. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and hey, pig hey. skin and bone density is the most similar to humans. Yes. And mm. pig suede shoes are buttery soft. Oinking in my pig suede shoes. Uh,. <laughs> we get a uh, we get a Coppins call here um, in regards to the physical change of Moses, and it's very weird his point that he's making here. Um, I, it took me about four times of watching this to understand what he was saying. But uh, Moses comes down, his face is glowing. He has to cover himself up because people are freaking out over how he They're looks. Too jealous. <laughs> yep, and he says, and Coppins calls out, and he says. Now, this is very interesting because if you were to take it from a biblical perspective, you would think that an encounter with God was, you know, something nice, you know, something phenomenal, uh, but not something with physical effects. So that's one half of it. And I'm like, why would you not think that? Like, everyone talks about, like, you can't even fucking look at God or your eyes will burn out or something like that. So there's – I've always imagined that, like, in movies portray that as very big physical effects Mm -hmm. can happen if you – like – uh, fucking um, uh, dogma. The Kevin Smith movie. It was like, yeah. oh, you can't hear the voice of God, or your head will fucking explode. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's too much. Um, but anyway, the second time he says uh, something nice, something phenomenal, but not something with physical effects. In the case of Moses, uh, Moses' encounter, you have something very physical, <laughs> very mm. specific, a very physical encounter with a deity, uh, an extraterrestrial being, rather than. Uh, then, sorry, a very physical encounter with an extraterrestrial being rather than something we classify as divine. Mm. So he's saying his logic is that... Oh, that lot, <laughs> that meetup was divine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's saying that because aliens are more physical, you'd think there'd be more physical effects like glowing skin, like radiation or something right. like that. Um, 
as opposed to this insane spiritual force that's like comes in the form of fire and whirlwinds and like mm-hmm. that's a very physical thing and the whole point of of encounters with god or divine beings in the bible is that the yeah. spiritual becomes physical and that's why that encounter is is, is important you know right right um so it's a very weird statement there nick redfern the bald brute comes on and he says now was god coming down actually uh was god coming down actually a ufo descending was he taking a bald ufo and held for 40 days and then return and if you look at it in that context, it sounds like an abduction. And it's like, yeah, you can change the context of anything you want and make it fit what you, you know. Yeah, and, and, whatever and to, narrative. And yeah. to be fair, I'm like, whatever narrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, I get it. He's saying that there's a pattern here of someone going up, losing time, coming back physically changed, even though a lot of people, other than saying, like, oh, I have a little microchip scar, right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're not, like, changed that people are going, oh, God. Jerry's back from the UFO. He looks gross. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but still, you just got to be careful of that shit when you're just like, yeah, if we think of it like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah I, I guess so. Whatever like that. Right. Um, sixth century BC and the story of Ezekiel comes up yet again. So um, Ezekiel witnessed this big, huge whirlwind that was... Um, this is like the, the, the this craft thing that looked like what he described as wheels within wheels. Um, and it came to him in the color of amber, which in Hebrew means like shining polished metal. Mm-hmm. So at least that's interest. That's an interesting detail yeah. there. Uh, and four creatures emerge, or technically it was one creature with like four faces, the cherubim. Um, it had uh, four faces, two sets of wings, so like four wings. And then in Ancient Aliens, the episode... They say skin like polished bronze, um, but I looked up like the actual quote from the Bible, and it actually says just their hooved feet had the soles of their hooved feet looked like polished Gosh. bronze. So like maybe they had fucking I don't know if they had horseshoes back then or it's something. But um, but uh, still a very weird thing. They 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 take Ezekiel away. They fly him around the fucking world. They have give him a vision of the future and stuff like that, and return him. And that's why we talk about him, and that's why there was kind of a kind of a B level action sports brand Ezekiel for a while. Had plaid specialized in plaid shirts. Number one B brand, yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> uh, and they still make shit. Right. I think. Yeah, I think I think so too. Yeah, I think I've seen the like the Ezekiel van drive around here because it's a Southern California. Yeah, and the bear. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. their logo. Um, but yeah, uh, Nick Redfern says that, uh, these faces were descended of animals. Of course. Um, I actually retro added that in cause I was like, did they say that? And then when I looked it up, it's a, it's a lion, an eagle, an ox and a human. And they, in the Bible, it's well, supposedly like theologists say the lion represents wild animals. The ox represents, the ox represents domestic animals, humans are people. And then birds are birds. Right. So it's even, it's funny too, that like. A, birds probably weren't domesticated, but that they still, birds are such their own thing. Right. But I also wonder, like, why not a fish or something? You know what I mean? Why, like, too. So, to me, it's more this thing that, that, that birds are so revered because they're so special that they can fucking, you know, fly around and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, they talk about the book of Jonah and the whale, or the story of Jonah and the whale. In the book of Jonah, uh, Jonah was a guy that had some destiny given to him by God. He didn't want to go do it, and so he kind of ran away and went on this ship. Uh, they threw him overboard because God caused this big storm to happen. And they said, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big whale swallowed him up. And it said, uh, Sooks, Sooks thinks this was a submersible craft mm-hmm. and not a whale. I think all we, mo- is he the one who says modern day UFOs? Uh, that's, no, that's, a, that, okay. that's the priest guy that's in a little bit. Um, but he, uh, he says, uh, the skin and the ribs of that whale 
were made of shiny bronze. This was a mechanical apparatus. And so then <laughs> this priest guy who the one time I want to write down his fucking name, he's on a lot season five, um, just like a fucking old white reverend dude or whatever. Yeah. But uh, he, he knows about the Buford. Yeah. He was like, uh, he was swallowed by a big fish and it doesn't seem very probable. And uh, but we do know that modern UFOs go underwater as well as in the air. And uh, <laughs> they seem to be able to go anywhere they want. So it makes sense. And it's like. There's so much wrong with what you just said there. We don't know that they go underwater. No. There are reports of UFOs that may or may not be alien going into water and stuff, too. But And, yeah, I mean, on, on it, it's just that he said he, that we know. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, again, it's always throwing, it's throwing these things out as facts when they're just based on, for most people, secondhand accounts at best, right? Yeah. And shitty photos at best. Like, that's – you know what the funny thing is, too? I am shocked. I feel like there is less, there are less um, uh, UFO videos and images shared now in a world where everyone has a high def camera. Um, there's less shared now than there were back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like you can fake it easier so people are less inclined to believe it's real nowadays. Right, right. Like the only one people cared about recently was the one that the fucking military released where it was like the the radar shot and it's like, what is that thing? The Air Force guys are fucking freaking out over it, you know? And you can see it changing and all that weird shit. But like, because everything else can just be fucking photoshopped by an amateur in two seconds. Like, iMovie, baby. Right, when when you lose or use the fucking like blur tool in Photoshop, you can make anything look like whatever else is in the picture or like yeah. it belongs there. It's out of focus, you know? So um, it's crazy how just something as simple as that can, like, totally add authenticity to it. But it's complete yeah. bullshit, you know? Um, we go to the story of Mohammed. Uh, Mohammed is the uh, father of the Islamic religion. Um, can we describe what Mohammed looks like real quick? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get cute. Right. <laughs> um, well, nobody knows because his face is always covered by a little white veil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's the last great, he's like the final prophet of Islam because all of the, the Islam has all the same prophets as, you know, the, all the, all the holy men and saints and everything in, um, Judaism, uh, and Christianity, but like, and even Jesus is considered like the prophet of love. So he yeah. exists. He's just not the savior. Um, was it South Park though, that was going to draw him and then they got all the yes. death threats. So they yeah, yeah. actually didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. They like, they did it. They aired it once. And they got dead. So every time they air it now, they cover it up. And I think they, like, retcon and made, like, you know, jokes about sure. that or whatever, yeah, too. Because yeah. they basically were like, we wanted to do this, but, like, we also have a crew and a staff and family and other people that we know. And we yeah. don't want to put them we in get, danger, you yeah. know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Mohammed was really good friends with the Archangel Gabriel, the same Archangel from Hebrew and, you know, Christianity, uh, Christian Bibles. And uh, they spent 20 year, 23 years together. <laughs> hanging out and doing stuff. Um, and uh, he, Gabriel provides uh, eventually Muhammad with like the whole text of the Quran, uh, which is the Islamic Bible. Um, he uh, uh, was also like in the Christian Bible, the guy that announces the birth of Christ and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's a very prominent angel, which of course they think is some alien Other guy, thing, yeah. uh, a very helpful kind of Prometheus like alien that like mm-hmm. wants to help humanity evolve and all that. Um, he, uh, uh, Coppins calls out uh, kind of the core of, ancient astronaut theorists and the theory itself. Um, I'll call it out first here. And he says, it really shows you that uh, there are these messengers of the gods, these entities that come to us and uh, say, 
you are chosen if you are willing to listen to us and work with us, and we will actually teach you information about the divine. And I kind of was like, that really like speaks to the core of like Coppins and Childress and Sooks and all those guys, like where it's like, it's, it's, it's like the, the little, it's, it's the, the eighties and nineties kid fantasy of like the old Asian guy saying, you're the chosen one and Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. have martial arts powers and you're going to be the hero of everyone with no work involved. Right. Right. And that really like, you know, it's, they, they could literally, all of these guys are very passionate are very like dedicated to their subject and whatever. And if they just applied that, like they wouldn't have to deny any of this stuff, but if they just applied that to like actual archaeological work or studies based in peer, peer groups that like cross checked and things like that, then they might actually have a little something there. Like mm-hmm. a little evidence that was proven is better than a shit ton of evidence that's completely just opinion based, you know, yeah. um, or apocryphal. And so it was just interesting because it was just like, oh, like. And this is why, you know, you know, uh, Childress is always like, they're preparing us. They love us. They want us to be like them, you know. And, and yeah. uh, this is really like this This Gabriel story is probably like the ultimate fucking fantasy for them of like, oh, I wish I had an alien friend. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he would tell me I'm special. <laughs> that Australian Coppins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, daddy. Crocodile Coppins, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crocodile Coppins, yeah. yeah. G'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I come from Belgium. My mother was a French hole, Belgian hole. And my father was a kangaroo wrangler. (laughs) The details of my life are quite inconsequential. Um, Mate. (laughs) Mate. (laughs) Um, Von Daniken comes on and and, uh, explains how um, Gabriel, like, carried Muhammad again around the earth and he and he said the uh, very quickly uh, probably a uh, uh, one and a half minute he go around the whole earth yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't look like he's because he, there's times when like he you can tell that he's thought it citing out. his own research or something like that but this is just like uh, you know Whatever. probably one and a half minute yeah. <laughs> fuck it <laughs> like, uh, super fast uh but uh uh, Jonathan Young, Jonathan Young, who's the the curator of the Joseph Campbell archives, like he's he's been on all these episodes, like in the, for the past ever, but he just he's never really saying anything weird. Now this just, was our first chunky soup we released, right? It was a <laughs> stew beef, right, with a tomato sauce, right? And uh, you know Joseph actually had the initial brand campaign idea to have NFL players yes. uh, with their mothers because it thought it would really you know. They're heroes, but they're also human as well. Harking you know? back to the days of yore. Right. When uh, they would go down with their mothers in the winter and right. uh, clean up the old seamen shores. Right. Uh, and all the rich people that had left behind their greasy loads and right. and filthy uh, right. prophylactics and such. I and myself <laughs> agree with you. <laughs> right. yes. yes, of course. Oh, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> and uh, you would need a hearty beef right. to take on such a... Feetful task. Right. And, and, you know, Joseph preferred to only have uh, African-American athletes and their mothers in his commercials. And I, you know, I said, why not a, a Joe Namath? Why not a Joe Montana or another white Joe <laughs> in there? And, I, you know, but I let him have his way because I think, you know, I didn't want to judge him. I think he had a, a fetish for these men, I think. Joe, uh, fuck yourself. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Me. (laughs) Yes, great job. You remember, because we're me. Keep it up, boy. You're doing good. (laughs) Yes, he was a little, uh, uh, let's just say, agitated on the set, but it didn't seem to happen whenever he was talking with the mostly Caucasian crew and, uh, 
you know, when he was just talking to me in the trailers. Yes. Made it up. <laughs> yes. Harken back to the slick shores of the right. Cum River. Obsessed. <laughs> um. Every time Steve thinks of the Cum River. <laughs> All his fingers going together. Um, but yeah, he talks about, Jonathan Young talks about how Gabriel gives him a, uh, a winged horse called the Barack Obama um, presidential line of horse. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I told uh, you he was Muslim. Right, originated in Kenya. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, gave him this winged horse called the Barack, uh, which they never even mentioned. But in all the pictures, it has a human face. Like, they don't even mention that. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. that. Ooh, weird smile. Um, but yeah, it, it flies him around everywhere. He goes to... Uh, the, the Barack takes him with Gabriel to different dimensions, like heaven. Mm. Um, and then he goes to uh, – and he meets with yeah. all Gabriel, the prophets. I'm going to take you around a beautiful sights here, and uh, it's just going to be great fun. We're going to have a great time out here. Yeah. This is uh, – We need you to uh, know the people. We need you to know okay. their ways. We need you to know their animals, and we need to work together so that you can <laughs> bring forth a religion that has caused a whole lot of beheadings, yeah. more beheadings – than any other in the world. Beheadings, but not necessarily deaths. Right. But uh, it'll cause a lot of turmoil for a certain nation. Right. Out in the Pacific and the Atlantic. Yeah. Okay. Now, you notice I'm not going to bring you to meet any women, which, you know, take for that what you will. I'm not going to say anything, but, uh, you know, I, is this Barack Obama, like, time traveling? <laughs> like, if he was a Muslim going back to making Muslim Islam yeah. what it is? Or Let's something. just say <laughs> I got beautiful wings right. and a huge cock. And just end on that. <laughs> is it winks? <laughs> is it winks? <laughs> Got beautiful winks. Bing, 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 bing. Oh. Now, Michelle doesn't like you, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping that by help, going back in time, helping you out, that uh, my outcome will be a little different, you know. Yeah. My outcome will be some income. Right. <laughs> of uh, uh, other so, pussy. So, yeah. <laughs> some dollars income, right. and I will be coming inside you. Know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... Muhammad goes up to heaven, meets with God himself and all the prophets, and their insight, which is interesting, like it's kind of saying like that their like their insight even and I know that they don't believe Jesus was like the the Messiah, but that he existed and wasn't important. And I can't remember if he thinks he was the son of God or whatever too, or just a holy man. But um, who uh, I don't I can't remember what Muslims think of Jesus if he's actually the son of God or just no they don't a holy man or something, yeah they right? just think he's another prophet or right. like a just a chosen, Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he's not the end true prophet. Right, right. right. That, uh, he's the prophet of love is. and yeah. mercy. He's like almost a false, false prophet. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, but interesting. But interesting person. that I bet you a lot of Christians don't realize that Jesus contributed to what Islam is too. Well, these all, to all, the all these three books are together, right? The Jew, right? The Jews. Yeah. <laughs> now the uh, Old Testament. Yeah. The Christian yeah. Bible. The Torah, the, the Quran, and the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Torah, Torah. Or more Torah, Bible, Quran in that order. Um, for, for. Um, yeah, we then go back to the fucking Bermuda Triangle for no fucking reason. Bahama, um, because this Artigo, like go, yeah. baby, <laughs> why don't we go down to Kokomo? We'll take it fast and then we'll no take wait, it. we'll get there. Make it fast. So, we'll make him slow. We'll it's where we wanna go. <laughs> Way down to Kokomo, Bermuda, Bahama, 
Come on, pretty mama. I will. <laughs> um, that's probably normal <laughs> lyrics. You didn't change one of them. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to repeat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we go to the Bermuda Triangle because they're really roundabout uh, introducing the concept of mass uh, of mass. No, of yeah. mass um, abduction. So like, right. They go to to Bermuda Triangle and just talk about a bunch of fucking a bunch of fucking planes disappear and whatever. Yeah. Which listen to. A very early, I think, season one episode where they go over the Bermuda Triangle in depth. Uh, but we talked about on that show, like, you can look up statistics that the Bermuda Triangle or the Dragon's Triangle in Japan, outside of Japan has statistically no more lost ships yeah. or reports of lost ships than yeah. anywhere else in the fucking world. Yeah, you could take that same triangle and plop it in any populous traveled right. area with a sea. Right. And have pretty close same results. Right. Um, and uh, it's just weird. That, and we said, like, we could totally believe that maybe it is a weird magnetic spot and people's compasses go haywire a little bit. Right. But, like, or it's just a churning of where the ocean right. meets land and there's bays and, you know, right. seas and shit. But, like, meanwhile, they're showing, <laughs> they're literally showing, it's like, creepy. a yellow light coming from the water and just yes. sucking a CG yeah. plane down into it, uh, abducting it. But um, uh, Ken Storch and, and Nick Redfern are on here and, and, Nick Redfern, like, I kind of like him. Like, again, he was the, like, the, the initial inspiration, not inspiration, but, like, yeah, the yeah. initial, like, what you're hearing now was inspired by me and Steve's back and forth watching an episode a couple years ago, but, uh, um, with Nick Redfern on it. But he, um, he kind of, like, just sounds smart, but he never really has anything to add. I guess you could say that about a lot of yeah. them. But he, he sounds very smart, but he's always just reporting on some event, and he, it really doesn't add anything that Clotworthy couldn't do narrating or something. Yeah. But um, same with Ken Storch. And he's kind of short-lived. I don't really think he's on a lot more episodes, maybe post-season five. But we'll find out soon. But uh, I don't remember him in the last handful of seasons very much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Childress chimes in here. And, and he, uh, I think it's the first one. And he says, uh, you have to wonder, which is his big theme like this season is, you have to wonder what's happening to these people. Is there some kind of a big old kind of a portal? Then this is like a big jump. Like he's not introducing yeah, it. Yeah. So he just goes right to it. He goes, "Is there some kind of portal that aliens are using to come and go through hyperspace?" And suddenly, you and your yacht or you and yeah. your plane are sucked into some other dimension. <laughs> it's like, okay, like your own personal yacht or plane or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were saying like. Sounds like the words of kind of a Richie Rich kid. Yeah. You know? Not like, oh, you're in a shipping container right. or on your on, on your submarine in the military or yeah. yeah. On your dinghy. Yeah. Um flipping it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're Chris Farley yeah. with a girlfriend that's uh, out of his league. Yeah. <laughs> on a sailboat <laughs> with no fucking wind. <laughs> and he uh, prays to his dad to give him some wind at the end of the movie. <laughs> You cry and cry yeah, until your yeah. dad comes in and beats the fuck out of you for being Big. some kind of queer. Baby. Oh, speaking of that. Uh-oh. Some back again. Baby. Two times out. Uh-oh. Tag team's back again. Um, And, uh, yeah, Nick Redford wonders. He goes, could we not be looking at abductions from the sky, but possibly pulling them into the ocean? And, yeah. it's like, and that's when it shows the fucking, like, Suck them in. flashlight coming out and just sucking in a fucking thing. So then they go to... Atlantis. We go back to, yeah, yeah. to 9600 BC. Um, Plato is our earliest source on the lost city of Atlantis. It was supposedly a super advanced city for the time, a seafaring race of people, and then it just disappeared one day. And for no reason at all, 
um, this kind of spazoid that's been on one episode before. I think John DeSalvo, who is a PhD and director of the Great Pyramid of Giza Research, who's now commenting on Atlantis, um, uh, he, he wonders, uh, uh, we don't have any physical evidence. Uh, so is it possible that through evil intentions or by accident, it's like those are very yeah, <laughs> different things, things. Uh, that it's sunk to the ocean in the Bermuda area. And uh, uh, this is why pilots are experiencing electrical issues over that area. And it's like, okay, thanks, Egyptologist, for talking about Atlantis and stuff like that. What evil intentions would they have been? Yeah. Uh, they, they, on the, Robert Clotworthy says that, like, uh, a big uh, eruption Sweet. happened or something yeah. like that, too. Because um, Plato describes it as being swallowed up or something yeah. by an earthquake or whatever, too. Um, uh, and then Clotworthy wonders, basically, do vortexes, hidden vortexes in the world just swallow cultures? <laughs> and, they, and that's why they disappear. Yeah. Or are they being, are they controlled swallows? Controlled swallows. Yeah. Uh, from uh, <laughs> just a dumb goofy yeah. ghoul. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, are aliens using technology to like send a vortex and just put whatever. them in a different yeah. realm or whatever? Um, we then move on to other lost civilizations, and this whole segment really focuses on the Anasazi Native American people. Yeah. And uh, around 1100 or so, they built their cities into uh, into the rock walls of this big Bacon Canyon. I wrote, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's cool looking. It's like super fortified. Obviously, it's just out of the rock. Um, and uh, but the ancient astronaut theorists guys cannot understand why they would ever do this. And we get, but a, they don't talk about Petra either. Which now, is now who's that? Sounds like a Russian a place star. in Iran right. where they filmed the Indianapolis Jones. Oh film yeah, yeah, where they built the whole fucking thing right. into the side yes. of the rock. Same the canyon of the crescent moon. Some change. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm Chinese Connery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I like my Mai Tai shaken, not stirred. Now, <laughs> now I am Dutch. <laughs> I am from Holland. Holland. Russian Dutch. Uh, I am Chinese Connery uh, member. <laughs> Isn't that weird, Indiana? <laughs> well, um, I'd like to get in on that. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Woody wow. Allen Jones. <laughs> Woody Jones. <laughs> Indiana, uh, yeah. Wait, oh, Indiana <laughs> Allen. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I'm Woody Sooks. <laughs> Sooks, uh, hello. That's me. <laughs> hello. <laughs> today I, I was imitating crazy aliens. Today at work I was imitating Woody Allen, and Steve starts going into <laughs> the Pan's Labyrinth, uh, fucking with the hand yeah. eye thing because well, it was hidden. It was like because <laughs> oh, I was Chinese. doing kind of old Jewish guy hands, like. <laughs> But then we were like revealing ourselves <laughs> as the pants. I'm underneath. Uh, hey, Pan, you're uh, my favorite little girl. <laughs> maybe one day you'll be 18. <laughs> we don't have to. We can go into the maze yeah. back here. And, uh, uh, Daddy approves. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're thinking of all this while you're shot and dying and yeah. bleeding out, you know? So, no. who's it's to say if this is child rape or not? Wild, wild stuff. <laughs> As he's, oh God, <laughs> this is wild yeah. stuff. <laughs> wow. You know, we should vacation here at the Cum Shores, the Seaman Shores. You have not gotten that right once <laughs> since I said it. Uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, Sooks cannot understand. Just like the old French Prince song, Sooks just can't understand. <laughs> uh, and it's just Sooks. I was like, nope, I don't, I don't get it. No, Thanks. <laughs> 
What? Uh, you said, no, I don't get it. No, I did that. <laughs> you were just guzzling, so it was a big pause. Oh. <laughs> big pause. Ooh, get your big pause on me, Ooh, boy. Big HIV pause. Uh, Sukes can't understand, and he asks, uh, like, this is such a dumb thing to, it's dumb battle to pick for him. He says, now why would anyone in their mind, and they didn't build it in their mind, they build it in reality. Uh, he's supposed to say right mind, I think. Why would anyone in their mind build their cities into a rock wall? And my question is, who are they hiding from? And my answer is, some kind of enemy. <laughs> like, yeah, like, well, any kind the of whole, your whole last statement is probably true. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted a safe location that was like, again, it's built like a den. It was like a box bacon, a box canyon. Yeah. Um, and it's a great place. Like, if you're living on a cul-de-sac, there's a reason people like cul-de-sacs because yeah. there is no through street. Your, your, your back is up against a wall. You don't have to worry about being snuck up on, and it's why so many mammals especially live in dens. They don't right. live in a fucking tube-shaped cave. Or they, don't <laughs> live, uh, they don't They just don't live, live in these leathery tubes right. that go up right. and down the Well, skull. they'd be traveling through fucking time and space yeah. if they were in yeah. those fucking leather wormholes, yeah. um, sperm holes. But uh, I can't remember. Like, that was many episodes ago, but like, how did we? <laughs> there we go. You finally got it. Uh, it was just some wormhole thing. And we were talking about like le- how they were made of leather tubes. Well, they leather just, yeah, tubes they came going down, through. but they look like <laughs> yes. just... Because they're always 3D, so it's right, like right. this like, bent-looking tecature yes. of a coulon uh, leathered. <laughs> my grandma Young's coulon. <laughs> Had a lot of poop on. Spread young. Um, Did they my disa- dick young. <laughs> the, the Anasazi disappeared uh, as of 1350, and there's no graves or anything. But like... It's not that surprising because they didn't sit here and say, like, oh, there was a vast empire or whatever. Like, like they probably were still, to an extent, even if it was a couple centuries, yeah. nomadic people. Right. Um, you know, they didn't stay in one place for very long. And, like, that's the thing that's dumb. Like, there are a billion fucking reasons they might have left there. There might have been some fucking uh, animal, that predator that moved in yeah. and was, like, yeah. fucking them up. Or the fu- it might have been a drought in that area for seven years, and they were like, we can't survive here anymore. Nothing will grow. Right. We can't, you know, there's no, all the animals have moved on because there's no water and blah, 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 and who knows. So, um, you made the good point. It's, this is earlier than that, but. Which it still could have hit Viking times, potentially. It might, might have, yeah. Um, but, uh, you made the point that, like, yeah, the second that, that Europeans came to America and came into physical contact with yeah. them, that, like, uh, 50 to 90% of them might have been wiped out very yeah. quickly by disease. Yeah, conservative estimates are 50, right. aggressive are 90. So, right. by the time. You know, people made it west in the U.S., baby. Right. Uh, Welcome to L.A., uh, baby. West Coast, best coast. Uh, <laughs> these people were already dead. Right. Like, these places were already abandoned probably right. because of disease. And the survivors would probably want to get the fuck away right. from that major threat. Yeah. A nuclear-level threat to their society. And no graves, no nothing means, yeah, they could have just said, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. And then if people are just dying and they're not burying them. Those bone, uh, you know, that's exactly, not going to stay yeah. behind, right? Um, the slickback kid, Jason Martell, is on. I think for his only appearance on this episode, and he says, uh, "Maybe the Anasazi were protecting themselves from something that would be exposed on the grounds, like uh, aliens looking for people to abduct." And like, okay, like yeah. again, you think a fucking <laughs> a rock crazy ceiling race. or yeah. something is <laughs> welcome to crazy race. <laughs> so <laughs> <It's> almost got <getting laughs> bad. You just had to do a wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just taking a shopping cart. No, but I was going to say, this is also stupid mm-hmm. 
because it's not like they built these overnight. Like, oh, right. <laughs> aliens are here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Right. It's like this probably took hundreds of years right. to build and yeah. finish. Yeah. It took decades at they, least. This is and it's not like, hiding from something, right. some immediate threat. we got to make a quick getaway. Let's go build this giant yeah. fucking city in the, in the, in the wall of wall. a massive canyon. Like, it's yeah. this huge structure. In the middle of the desert. Right. Um, and they're and probably the, hiding it, from the sun because right. it's hot as fuck. Yes, exactly, too. Like, and, yeah, great. It's great climate control. Yeah. Great weather. You're not getting rained on or anything, too. Yeah. And, uh, but, and, again, great protection. They literally show <laughs> a craft, like... Coming over and just parking on top, and the canyon's below, and it can't see them. And I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck are you talking?" They don't have they heat couldn't, sensors. They, they couldn't fly yeah. three feet off and go, "Oh, they're just yeah. right there." <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, there's the people we're looking for. Right. <laughs> Again, yeah. Not giving. It's funny. Like, not only do the ancient astronaut theorists rarely give ancient peoples enough credit, yeah. they don't give the aliens enough credit either. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a theoretical fucking, aliens, right? Yeah, a Looney Tunes cartoon where Bugs right, Bunny yeah. just like throws up a fake wall, <laughs> yeah. and you know they, the the bad guy literally just runs by. Yeah, he's all mm, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> the enemy, see. Yeah. Um, or I'm Bugs Bunny. <laughs> gotcha, Elmer Fudd. Stupid fucking hick. Beat Bugs the Bunny. shit out of you. Bugs Bunny never had a western. <laughs> he might have played a cowboy like no. once or yeah. something. But... <laughs> <laughs> Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Throbber Rabbit. Yeah. Um, Coppin says that there was uh, gold in them, our hills, and they make it that, like, there was so much rich gold deposits in the Anasazi region that uh, the aliens were there for a fucking war and to, to steal all of these fucking minerals and precious metals and shit like that. There's no evidence of any digs. There's no evidence of gold. They don't yeah. even say that the Anasazi's, like, artifacts or anything were gold heavy. Yeah. You know? Um, and cause if they didn't even know it was there, why would they fight over it? And now I'm trying to justify something that is just like yeah. off the rails. It's like trying to figure out why it's chest heavy two right. instead of chest right. heavy one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> heavy chest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and my whole thing with the gold obsession, I'm like, maybe because you're just projecting your own, our own human obsession with right. precious metals like gold onto them. Um, Again, this is where I would love for them to have psychologists on the show, but then I think they would mostly be debunking yeah. what they're saying. Psychic abduction, ugh, abductions are the last two segments. They have a weird like six-segment split. It's usually five segments in this uh, in these episodes, but uh, we go to Oman in the Middle East. It's Oman. hot there. Oman. Uh, 1983, a big cavern is discovered, and this is the Masli al-Jinn, which is the meeting place of the jinn, a.k.a. Robin Williams himself, old blue skin, mm-hmm. the genie. Um and for some reason, Miss Aguilara was correct. Right, exactly. Uh, Geology Jesus Robert Shock comes on to explain what genies are, <laughs> and doesn't mention rocks once. He just mentions yeah. what genies are and that they're they're somewhere in between a a god and an angel, mm-hmm. and they're messengers to interact with man and all the stuff. And they go into how genies sometimes were nice. They're tricksters. They're sometimes yeah. nice, pseudo devil. Sometimes kinda. mean. You would get your wish, but it would rarely work out exactly right. the way you wanted. Just like the old joke. Where a man... White women. No. Yeah. Oh, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> where a man walks into a bar and finds a genie. And he says, I will grant you one wish. You ain't never had a friend like me. Strangle. <laughs> yeah. Choked himself to death while jerking off. Uh, oh, I'd love a million bucks. And he's like, okay, granted wish. Goes outside. Sounds kind of like Bugs Bunny. There's okay, a, granted wish. There's a million ducks. Oh, man. Goes, guy goes back in the bar. He's like, 
what the fuck is this? There's a million ducks outside. The guy, then the other guy at the bar says, yeah, this genie's hard of hearing. You think I, I wish for a nine inch pianist? <laughs> There's a little short guy little playing guy the playing piano. piano. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah, they, they then go into how uh, evil spirit beings have been documented since like 2400 BC. So we're talking demons, incubus, and succubus, or incubi and succubi. Yeah. This is where it gets all about sexy time mm-hmm. because then they start talking about hybridizing and shit like that. They have the power to paralyze their victims and then fuck them. So yeah. they're kind of sleep raping them. This is similar to sleep paralysis, which they don't mention once in the whole show. Oh, I. I'm down to that. <laughs> my jello pudding. Uh-oh. And you're going to take this little sleepy time. We're going to make a love to Oh, my God. Bill Cosby oh, by way of the bayou. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, my grandma. I can't even remember. Yeah, I know. That's why yeah. I was doing about it. I can't. It's getting late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, it, would, it would add so much. Not Credence or whatever, but like uh, not Clearwater, not the Revival or anything. Mm-hmm. It would add a little more sense of, hey, these guys are, are trying to be balanced at least. And just have somebody on here mention, now a lot of you know people think that abductions are just sleep paralysis and night, right. you know, living nightmares. And I'm like, at least talk about it. Like that is the – everyone, every fucking 15-year-old kid that's on the internet a lot knows that that happens. You know, like knows right, what that right, shit right. is. And it, so it's just it just seems so – amateurish at this point to not mention that shit because sleep paralysis is a fucking terrifying thing. I thankfully have never knock on wood experienced it, but, um, people basically your mind turns back on, but your body still has the chemicals to paralyze it, you know, to, yes. to make your muscles not do what you're dreaming. Cause you're dreaming right. all night, but your mind then becomes aware and you're paralyzed. So you're kind of trapped in your own body. Yeah. And because your mind is still almost dreaming or still in a twilight kind of a dream state, People see dark shadow figures or see a demon hovering over them or have all these horrible things Mm -hmm. or feel like someone's pressing on their chest like they can't breathe properly or there's hands on them or they're choking or whatever, too. And then it takes them, you know, 10 seconds to like two minutes sometimes Mm -hmm. to kind of for their their brain to body to catch up with their brain. Yeah. And um, excuse me. And the most common thing is that I thought someone was at at my window or there's a dark person in the corner of my room or at the edge of my bed that that is just staring at me or something. And uh, so it's terrifying. Um, They also lose time. Sometimes they'll fall back asleep and they'll wonder what happened or think it was a living dream or blah, blah, blah. Um, Oh my God. She's going to pull everything out. Cat. Um, But anyway, um, yeah. So now they're saying that like incubi and succubi, were aliens that would paralyze you and have sex with you, hybridize yes. with you. And this is where Von Daniken, Van, Von Daniken has a VD viewpoint. And he explains, uh, uh, sometimes they, they made a landing and they simply capture nice-looking girls and sometimes nice-looking men. And they have an offspring and the offspring still has the blood of the extraterrestrial. So he's just saying, this is, you know, succubus and, succubi and incubi are all fucking aliens making yeah. hybrid babies. And they then go into shamans. Uh, and what shamans are, and that, that sh- and again, Robert Shock, Geology Jesus, explains that shamans go into uh, you know psychedelic states and trances, and they specifically connect with otherworldly beings. They can they can you know open doors in their mind to other worlds mm-hmm. and all this stuff with music and drugs and this and that, and they're now the spirit people and can talk yeah. to the gods and all that stuff. Again, what it has to do with rocks, I don't know. Um, 
Childress chimes in and he says, uh, so in many ways, uh, shamans are uh, being psychically abducted and you have a revelation of some sort. Uh, so where's that coming from? Is it possibly coming also from extraterrestrials? So it's a classic, uh, is it also from extraterrestrials from, yeah. from Childress here? Um, and then we go, so I totally forgot that that segment was about psychic abductions. Then they bring on the shaman thing. And I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and this would be a uh, close encounter of the fifth kind. Remember that it was a telekinetic connection or some sort of download process between aliens and humans. Mm-hmm. We finish off with more psychic abductions and um, they list off a bunch of fucking celebs basically that have, say they had links and they, they had psychic abductions. But a lot of these people... Tesla and a bunch of others are like the same fucking people they've said, um, you know, can access the Akashic record or the zero state of the universe and when, you know, access all the knowledge by having these thought experiments and basically doing super gnarly meditation and ascending. What about the Akashic record, bro? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's funny that they're just building on the same core thing. Well, it's like, is it a psychic abduction or Mm -hmm. is it? But then they can just go, well, are they really that different? I thought, yeah. yeah, I guess they're not, Whatever. but none of them yeah. really exist. Um, Tesla's brought up. He was, uh, I don't know if they were saying he was the first, but it kind of, they kind of imply like he was the first to be nicknamed the mad scientist. Right. Because he, he said in an article he wrote himself that he receives messages from beings on Mars with these like little device things that he has. And that's where he gets all of his ground control to major Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cole Hagen is up and wants the air. <laughs> and Quato tells you to stop the reactor. And open yeah. your mind. <laughs> I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. This uh, is the best impression of him. I'm here for two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I'll be back. How's Wolfie? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Hauser, where are you? Joey and Steve sings. Arnold sings yeah. the, his quotable lines in Broadway of yeah. Total Recall. Yeah, did you hear about? Uh, I think I said this joke before. Uh, that movie Ronald Reagan starred in before he died. Yeah. Yes, Partial, Partial Recall. recall. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I since. Obviously, I'm a big Ghost Adventures fan. Fun fact, Steve saw Ghost Adventures Marathon a few episodes this weekend, yeah. too. So there might be some content from that coming up. But uh, I, that my heart just keeps telling me that if we launch the Patreon or whatever, then that can be like the one That's extra the, episode yeah, a month yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, do a few episodes yeah, in a row totally. or something like that. Um, I feel like that'd be good Twitch as well because that's like yeah. a lot of visual like these dickheads yeah, are yeah, looking yeah. like it. That show, they will not shut the fuck up. Like, you hear, like, yeah. the ghost box, and they're like, oh, oh, oh. And it's like, then it goes back. It's like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, it's fucking, <laughs> dude, shut the fuck Violet. up if you hear it. Yes, Just shut the fuck and up. Like, and, like, I'm not sure what season you were on, but, like, there are so many times where Zach is just like, like, shh, shh. And like, because like he's trying to record something or whatever, but it's always too late. Yeah. So there's always contaminated sound after they hear it, and then it. Yeah. That was the thing that was pissing me off. Right. God damn it. And again, like they they'll bring these other paranormal investigators on sometimes, and they have way better evidence because they like have big pauses when they ask a question. Yeah. And don't fucking get impatient and keep like asking stuff. Anyway, but uh, but my point was, what was my point? Akashic record, bro. Oh no! I, I I obsessively have a character in my head called Zach Reagans instead of Zach Bagans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am okay. the president of the Spiritual United States, <laughs> or whatever. I'm going to make this country 
fiscally sound. And, and just make picturing sure. old Reagan's face with the douche haircut yeah, of yeah. Zach Bacon. Wearing a fucking stuff. beanie or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and you know, quick side note. You know why he wears his glasses in like the, giant the later ones. seasons? That's the ones because, I was watching. So he had this movie, Demon House, that it was like a documentary sort of thing with a lot of, a lot of reenactment shit. But he bought this house. Get off. Fuck. Okay, sorry. He bought this house in 2014 that has like a, had a ton of demonic like possession real? shit yeah and so he made he this for real bought the house yeah yeah it. he did so he made this movie called demon house where he was going to stay in the house and whatever um but it was too fucking demonic and uh and like the the investigation of the movie is him staying there by himself one night and it's kind of scary but there's like very little evidence whatever um but he uh has this experience that night after seeing the demon and his eyes start crossing and he can't like see straight and his head fucking, he has all these sharp pains in his head and he wakes up and that, and since that day on, he, he had, he has this, he has permanent double vision and you need, he needs glasses to correct it or something where I'm like, I don't know if that, cause that those, cause they're like no prescription glasses, but they're called crystal something sunglasses, not like magical. They're, they're, they're yeah. a real thing, but like, but then everyone that's seen those glasses, they're like, I have that, and my glasses look like fucking dork glasses. Like, they don't have cool frames like that. The lenses are super thick and weird looking and stuff. And they're, everyone's like, they just look like they're fake glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says he has, you know, double vision yeah. or whatever. But um, anyways. Anyway, uh, we're almost in the home stretch here. So they go into hybrids again. Uh, they've mentioned that that's like how we have the connection with aliens is that we have the same DNA in them, at least in part. Uh, you can go back to all the Anunnaki bullshit, how we're hybrids and everything. They show the shitty graphic of a gray alien and a chimp mm-hmm. just merging and becoming Fucking a human. Raw. <laughs> like just the two heads just go bloop and become a person. Are you into PNP, Mr. Chimp? <laughs> eh? That's right. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> take this meth and yes. now we will raw fuck. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and that chimp just fucking bites now, his face. <laughs> let us go down to, ooh, yes, this is quite a, some time ago. Down to, uh, what do we call this, semen shoals? Uh. <laughs> and we will fill this river full of cum. <laughs> Until it's finally called the cum shore. Yes, cum river. yes, cum river. Um, yeah, we get a little side. Sugar, <laughs> baby. We get our last suk alert here, and he says, uh, the ancient astronaut theory has never suggested that aliens only visited in the remote past. There is a pattern of abduction scenarios clearly going on in the modern day. Uh, they have Michael Denon, who's the, the UCI physicist on. And this is like his first actual reference to him at least answering a question about aliens this mm-hmm. time. And he's like, you know, is there some sort of, I, I can't even really do an impression. He's like, there's some sort of hybridization or cross species or interaction or something. And, and he goes on like, he basically says, if he pro- the question was probably, do you think or how do you think aliens would go about hybridizing or why? And it sounds like he's just answering, well, you would just really look at our own reference, like our own context for how we're interested in cross species or learning about animals or whatever. He's like, he's kind of just, he's not really talking about ancient aliens. He's just saying, I guess if I was an alien, I only have human psychology to go yeah. off of. So I'm assuming that I would be interested in what I would consider lower, less advanced species, just like we are with animals, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get our last children's chime in here. And then we get another. You have to ask yourself if uh, there's not some big alien agenda uh, to these reported abductions. It's a, a preparation for something to happen in the future. And... Uh, uh, all these uh, abductions are a way of preparing mankind for 
the big event. And it's like, okay, it always ends on the note of, like, we're being prepared for something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Travis Walton from Fire in the Sky comes back on, and he kind of just goes like, I mean, yeah, this was terrifying and whatever, and, you know, so I don't know. Um, if you want to read a, a good article uh, kind of debunking the Fire in the Sky story, Travis Walton's story, uh, it's on Skeptoid.com, and I guess they explore it on episode... 4094, and the, the article is called Fire in the Sky, A Real UFO Abduction uh, by Brian Dunning. And uh, it, uh, oh, it's a podcast. I've never heard it before. Um, from 2008. Jesus. But um, wow. but they basically, some quick hits from it, they say like that the, the police never gave up looking for Travis. His brother uh, eventually reported to the press that Travis was found. So they found him and never told the police. Mm-hmm. The, the police were pissed off. Because they were the brother said, yeah. "Stop looking for him," which means they, which leads you to think maybe this was kind of planned or something. Mm-hmm. They were both known UFO nuts, like they were obsessed with it, and had yeah. discussed many like family members had said, "Oh yeah, they discussed what would they do if they were abducted all the time." Um, there was some UFO group that was local that was like obsessed with like you know like what the he, he says, sometimes he, woods he's like camp. sometimes we see UFOs out there and they go hey if you see one or get abducted come and give us a urine sample and we'll study you and we have a doctor yeah. that'll believe you yeah. So we'll drink your piss. Instead of going to the police, they go to that doctor who ends up just being a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. Um, the inquire, the National Enquirer approached them and uh, said it will give you $100,000 if you pass a lie detector test. And apparently they took three lie detector tests, failed two of them, and the third was inconclusive, which is the one that the press actually ended up reporting on. Uh, they kind of made a deal with them, I guess. Yeah. But uh, the Enquirer said, uh, we'll give you hundred k if you can prove this is real with a lie detector. They take the test, fail it. <laughs> And or, I'm sorry, they don't agree to it until they make the Inquirer sign something that says, we won't report it if you fail. Yeah. So the Inquirer never reports it, but other press does after right. that. And then he gets the book deal and all this shit, too. So there's other things on uh, in this article that kind of describes the episode. But uh, it's pretty interesting. And it, like, it, it, it discredits a lot of the shit that you just take for granted, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, read it for yourself. That's on Skeptoid.com. And I would just look up Skeptoid Fire in the Sky. Um, but yeah, we don't have any reaching for the stars this week, but I'm going to triple check. Okay. Did you check already? Um, I, I was trying to check that chartable thing and I couldn't find anything, but, um, but regardless, reaching for the stars, this thing that we usually do, if, uh, you've gone on to your favorite podcast service, talking like classic bugs bunny here, your favorite podcast service, uh, like iTunes or Stitcher or social media, like Facebook, where you can rate us or recommend us and give us a five star rating. And review us in the comments of that five-star rating and say whatever you want. You can be funny. You can be mean. You can be nice. You can be whatever. And we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out because giving us those star ratings uh, really helps us out to come up and search, come up algorithmically as it's recommending shows for people. And, yeah, so please do yeah, that for us. Nothing this week. Uh, another quick shout-out to Bobby Darcy for a belated birthday. Uh, loyal fan. And messages maybe our new best friend. Um, Joey's made quite the connection. Yes. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I think next episode. Ah, fuck, what is the next episode? I forgot. Uh, dongs and schlongs. Yeah, I think it's uh, dongs and schlongs. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for strange abductions. Even forgot what this episode was called. At least, at least this was something different. Like, at least it yeah, was just like it abduction stories. Like, partially, but not... God damn it. <laughs> not fully rehashed garbage. Right, right. At least it was abduction stories. We saw some new faces in there. Um, 
And it, yeah, it just wasn't. There was no mention of Anunnaki for once. There was yeah. no fucking Sumeria for once. Um, nothing wrong with those countries that don't exist anymore. But uh, you know, if you listen to the show, every episode, almost every episode, probably less than five episodes do not mention. You didn't notice that happening. <laughs> Uh, probably less than five episodes, I would guess, do not mention the Anunnaki in some fucking way. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, and follow us on shit. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'm just trying to make sure oh, like yeah. we didn't miss anything or anything like that. No. Um, yeah. Oh, this. I think this is our 52nd episode. So this is a year? Next week. Okay, it's 52. All right. Sorry. Um, this will be 51. Okay. Um, 51. Yeah. Next week, we're going to have a, a big extravaganza of probably... The same episode, <laughs> but uh, maybe more burps and slurps yeah. than you're used to. But um, yeah, follow this podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, subscribe to it, please. Uh, all you downloaders out there, that's great. I mean, download it too because that actually I think that helps. Like, because downloads like the least people, most people stream it and stuff. But um, uh, subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. Just listen. Just baby. listen to it, man. Bobby Darcy, he fucking shared the our other podcast, Beer There Drunk. That about. Uh, craft beer and shit like that to some coworker he has. So that's really nice of him to report back. Please. And that other guy starts asking us questions on beer. Oh, that's right. Uh, Dusty Tweed Hope. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got some crossover fans here because we do, as I just mentioned, have another podcast called Beer There Drunk. That. Please subscribe to that podcast, listen to that podcast, and tell people about that podcast. But at the very least, just listen. And uh, follow that podcast on social media at Beer There Drunk That PC on Instagram and Beer There Drunk That on Facebook. But uh, yeah, other than that. I think I'm going to use this uh, ab crunch machine to uh, really, really burn down here and. Oh! Prolapse. Shit. Fuck. You know what's good for a prolapse? 90 days prolapse free, man, and I fucked it up. Gonna have to. I'm addicted again. Yeah, I need it. You know what's good for soothing a prolapse? Mm-hmm. Taking a dunk. That's gonna say taking it. a big dick up there and no. jamming it back in. Just taking a nice old soak down at the old semen shore. <laughs> good for the Constitution yeah. of America. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.